0: For joining us as we hear an anointed word from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. I got a good word for you this morning I've had since 9 o'clock this morning. You can see it's on the finest paper you've ever seen in your entire life. Definitely out very well, but uh, I don't know. I was just prompted by the Spirit to go in this direction this morning because we need it right now, so let's go ahead and look at that. Go to Hebrews chapter 1 this morning. There's times as believers that we do things just because we've heard about things, or we were told that's the thing to do, or that's the thing not to do, or this is what we do because we're Christians, or what we don't do. But if you really have no basis for what you're doing, just because you heard you're supposed to do it, it really doesn't do any good anyway, unless you know why you're doing it, and expect the results that take place. So this morning, Hebrews chapter 1, look at verse 1. It said, God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. For unto which of the angels has he said at any time, Thou art my son, this day begotten thee? And again I will to him a father, and shall be my son. Now look at verse 5. It says, being so much better than the angels, he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent what? More excellent name. Say more excellent name. Now what is that name? That name's Jesus, isn't it? Here he's talking about in Hebrews that Jesus went to the cross, he suffered and died, he was raised from the dead, and because of that he received a more excellent name, notice by inheritance, say by inheritance. How many know he probably got that name through his father and inherited the name of Jesus? And here it says the name of Jesus basically has a lot of power connected to it, and it's a greater name basically than all other names that there are, and the greatest name there is is the name of who? Jesus. All right, go to Hebrews chapter 2. All right, verse 14, Hebrews 2, 14, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, that's us, he also himself likewise took part of the same, how many of you know he came in a physical body, that through death he might destroy him that has the power of death, that is the, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Here it talks about Jesus when he came as a flesh and blood person. When he did that, he came basically to deliver us from fear and to destroy. Say destroy. Destroy. Notice, destroy the power of the enemy. Now, if you look up the word there, destroy, one of the translations says, brought him to naught. In other words, Jesus, when he suffered and died, went to the cross, went into hell, he brought the devil to naught. Say naught. Now, I don't know much about naught. I just know it's not good. When I look at my bank account and it's not, I know it's not good. Now notice the devil here was brought to an absolute zero, brought to naught at this time. He defeated him. So why is the name of Jesus so powerful? Why is it so powerful? Not only because he got it through inheritance, but he also got it through conquest. Say conquest. In other words, he got a name by... Defeating the enemy and all principalities and powers. And that's why his name is above every other name in the world and all principalities because the name of Jesus was by conquest. Say, conquest. All right, go to Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2, look at verse 15, talking about Jesus and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them. Now, what's this talking about? It's talking about Jesus basically spoiled principalities and powers. How many know that's the devil and all his demons? He made a show of them openly, and what did he do? He triumphed what? Over them. Now, notice, here, once again, is talking about conquest. How many know that you can basically... Make a name for yourself by being famous in the world, by doing this in the world. Jesus' name basically became famous, became powerful because of conquest. Say conquest. In other words, here it says he spoiled. Say spoiled. What does spoiled mean? Not just defeat someone, but to spoil and take back everything that they had so Jesus has a greater name, the power of the name of Jesus. Jesus, whenever it's spoken, is a powerful name because he's got it not only by inheritance, but he also got it by conquest. He defeated the devil at that time, and basically the name of Jesus then was packed with power and given to him by his Father. All right, go to Revelations chapter 1. Say Jesus. Jesus. Right, Revelations chapter 1, look at verse 18, this is Jesus, it says, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, amen, and I have the keys of hell and of death, yes. now this is after Jesus was raised from the dead, he beat the devil up, he spoiled principalities and powers, he brought him to naught, at that time he was raised and he had the keys, say the keys, now what are keys for? To unlock, to open, to lock, to do whatever, so he has the keys of hell and of death. In other words, now everything that's that's controlled by the keys, basically, that Jesus has when he was raised from the dead, and here it says, at that time, he has the keys to lock and unlock, to allow and not to allow things. All right, go to Philippians chapter 2. Say, Jesus. Jesus. I mean, I I play basketball with some young kids, and a lot of times when we're playing, you know, many things come out of their mouth. Sometimes things come out of their mouth that aren't too good, but, you know, I'm used to it. I've been, it doesn't bother me at all anymore. But every now and then, one of them will actually, you know, get knocked down or something and say, accidentally, Jesus. And I know they have no idea. They just heard it a few times, you know what I mean? It's in there, but I'm just glad that they said, Jesus. And then I'll say, glory. They'll shoot a three-pointer and get knocked out. Jesus. I'll say, Glory. And they look at you like, are you nuts or whatever? Well, you started it. (laughs) I was concentrating on hoop, brother, but you brought Jesus into this conversation. We had to do something about it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I don't care if they know it or don't. Don't know what's going on or whatever. You're in trouble, praise God. All right, Philippians chapter 2. Look at verse 6, talking about Jesus who being the form of... ...who being in the form of God and thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made of himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in a fashion as of men, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on the cross. Wherefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus... Every knee should bow, of things in heaven, things in the earth, things under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. So here we see Jesus is raised from the dead. He's given that awesome name of Jesus. And basically Jesus now has authority in heaven. It has it on earth, and it has it also under the earth, praise God, because Jesus was raised from the dead. Notice it says, highly exalted him. Say, highly exalted him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, go to Acts chapter 4. And at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess. All right, Acts chapter 4, look at verse 12. It says, Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God has raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you. Look at verse 12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among who... Whereby we must be saved. So, notice now here's a translate. Here's here's what the apostles understood. They understood that Jesus was highly exalted, He had a name above every other name, His name was more powerful than every principality and power. But they understood that that name of Jesus had been given to them, given among men. Are you a man? Are you a woman? Then, praise God. Notice you have the name of Jesus. The most powerful name in the universe of Jesus, the most powerful figure that there is of Jesus. And notice, this is the best part I thought about this morning. In Genesis, it says, he created man that he might have power and dominion over the fish of the sea, da, 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 and over all the earth. How many of you know that scripture back in Genesis chapter 1? But notice, the name of Jesus that we have right now does not even limit our authority to earth. The name of Jesus now only has not only has authority on earth, it has authority in and under the So the authority that we now have is even greater than the authority that originally man got from God to begin with. Now we have authority in heaven. How many know we don't need it? But how many know we need it on earth? And we need to control the things going on under the earth, praise God. So here he says basically that that name is given among men. So everything that Jesus accomplished on the cross, going to the cross, defeating the devil, getting a greater name was not for him. He didn't need the name of Jesus. The devil was already scared of him. He didn't need to atone for his sins. He didn't have any. He didn't need to atone for the curse. He didn't have the curse. So what he did, everything he did was for us, the conquest, the victory, the everything, the spoiling of the devil. Then he took his name and gave it to us so that we could be his power of attorney here on the earth. How many know what a power of attorney is? Come on, the power of attorney gives me the right to do things for somebody who's made power of attorney just like if they were there, praise God. I can do the same thing just like they're there. So you're the power of attorney here on the earth for Jesus. He gave you his name so you could do the same things that Jesus does here on the earth as his power of attorney as he's in heaven. Are you following me? You got the power. Of, I mean, if you've got the power of attorney here on the earth and somebody makes the power of attorney, you can go to their bank account to get all their money and run if you want to. Do you know that? You can do whatever you want to do. you got their power of attorney. It's just like they're there. It doesn't matter. If they're in heaven and you're down here, you still got the power of attorney for them. Are you following me? Well, now Jesus suffers, dies, goes up, and he makes us power of attorney for God's affairs here in the earth. That means that gives you a legal right to enforce God's will in every situation down here. See, it's not just standing up and say, Storm, go away in Jesus' name. Oh, my God, I don't know why I should even say that. You should say that because you have been given a name. That is greater than any other name. Dorian, Shmorian, Glorian, Morian. Doesn't make any difference. You've got the name of Jesus. And there is more power in that name by far than anything in this earth realm. And you have the name of Jesus. And when you speak the name of Jesus at that thing, it got no choice because every knee shall bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Now when you speak to something in the name of Jesus, you've got heaven behind you, brother. You've got the whole everything there, praise God. God's behind you. His word's behind you. But the only thing is, you've got to know what you're talking about. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Oh, why are you saying, in Jesus' name, I'm healed? Just told Somebody told me to say it. Well, do you have any proof? How many of the devil's going to want to know? And you're going to say, yeah, I got proof right here. It says, by his stripes I was healed. Surely he has borne my sicknesses, carried my diseases with his stripes. I'm healed. Praise God. There it is written down in the book. Praise God. So in Jesus' name, bless God, you get out of here. What have you got? You got power and authority to do this thing. The church has always had the power and authority to do this. Ted came up and he said this morning that the church finally has woken up because it's spoken to the storm enough to turn this storm away from here. And I told him I was a little disappointed this morning because I can't believe we couldn't turn it away from the Bahamas. Come on, I'm not going to stop there. Do you see what I mean? If Jesus' name is going to work, it'll work for us. It'll also work for those poor people in the Bahamas with that thing coming against them, too. I mean, sometimes we might, might have to think of somebody else. My goodness sake. So the name of Jesus is, is, is powerful. It's there. It's by conquest. It's by all these things. And praise God, it was given unto men. And you are a man. So basically, you have the name of Jesus. There's a reason you can speak to things in Jesus. It's not a rabbit's foot not something to throw on the end of your prayer because then you think God's going to do something about it no Jesus basically got to do with commanding a matter of fact what it talked about here well let's just look at Acts chapter 3 he was talking about how was this how was this done it was done by faith in the name of Jesus Acts 3 verse 1 Now Peter and John went up together to the temple, the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom he laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked of alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, and said, look on us. And he gave him heed, expecting to receive something of them. How many know he was expecting to receive money? Verse 6, then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. walk. And he took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping stood up and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and Praising God, praise God, hallelujah. So what were they doing here? They were using the name of Jesus in this situation, silver and gold now. And we all know they had silver and gold because you read the chapter before everybody came and laid it down at their feet. So it's not like they were broke. You understand? They had the money, but they knew what he really needed. He needed the power of the name of Jesus to raise him up to a place to where he could back into life, do whatever he was called to do. So notice, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Then verse 10 Chapter 4, verse 10, it tells us that be it known unto you, all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus, by faith in the name of Jesus. Say faith. Faith. In the name of Jesus. Now, how do I have faith in the name of Jesus? Well, I have faith in the name of Jesus because I know what he did. He defeated the devil. He defeated all principality and power. He had the Holy Ghost on the inside of him. And when he spoke with authority, it took place because he had a position. He had the ability. He had the authority. He had everything that it took. But now he's taken that same name and he's given it to us. So when I speak to something in the name of Jesus, it's because I know my position. I know what he's done for me. I know the devil's been defeated. I know that the name of Jesus is more powerful than anything else out there. So when I speak in the name of Jesus, it's not a cliche. It's not to make the Christian standing aside to me think, oh, he's real spiritual. No, it's the truth, praise God. I am a power of attorney, and I've got the power of attorney. And I'll tell you what, that storm didn't come from God. I don't care what the insurance company told you didn't come from God. It comes from the devil, for gosh' thing. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So I'm going to take the name of Jesus. I'm going to blast that thing in Jesus' name. And I'm going to fully expect that thing to turn around and go someplace else other than here. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, you know what? I don't board up because I've got faith in Jesus, and I think that would spoil my faith. Well, then you've got non-board-up faith. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But most people barely have board-up faith. Come on now. Right? You don't board up, then the thing comes and wind and rain hits her for twenty four hours, and you're sitting in there shaking the whole time because you didn't board up the windows. You might as well board them up and praise God during the whole storm if that's that's what you need. Come on, now. You're not denying your faith or undenying your faith. All this stuff, my God. If you want to board them, board them. If you don't, don't board them, and don't judge the one to board them. Don't judge the one to don't board them for God's sakes Come on. Do whatever you want to do. Relax. Have a have some fun for a change. My God. Check yourself. If you want to board them up, board them up. My problem is not my windows are going to board it. My problem, I got neighbors who don't know how to put stuff away. (laughs) And my faith ain't working on their thing laying in their yard that they're too lazy to pick up. Come on now. And if the wind picks it up and blows it through the window, that's the way it is. You know, see? So praise God. Don't get off into that stuff. Should I do? Shouldn't I do? Should I do? If you want to, do it. And, and, and rejoice during the storm. Wouldn't that be not, Rather than saying, oh, my God, I should have boarded. I should have boarded. for 20, I should have boarded. You might as well sit there in peace and say, praise God, I'm boarded up. And I spoke to that thing in the name of Jesus. And the Bible says, nothing by any means shall ever harm me. Glory to God. And I'm just going to rejoice. I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm. Louder and louder. You're going to hear my praises roar. Now, that's better than, oh, I'm going to cry. I wish I boarded up my windows. Somebody help me. Come on now. It's all about walking in joy and peace and whatever it takes in these situations. You don't have to give up your peace and joy. You don't have to give it up, do you? You don't have to give it up, praise God. You can hold on to it. Glory to God. So by faith in the name, say faith in the name. righty. go to Ephesians chapter 1. All right, Ephesians chapter 1, look at verse 19. I'll go back to verse 17. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe, according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ, When he raised him from the dead, set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality, power, might, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in the world that is to come, and he's put how many things? All things underneath his feet, and gave him to be head over all things to the? Which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all there. Now look what it says here. My God, this is good. He was raised far above every name, every principality, every power. Now watch. You've got dominion with that name over every principality and every power, not just the bad ones. You control the good ones. You control the angels also. Your command in Jesus' name releases the angels who are here to minister to you. I've told them to go out there several times and just put their thumb on that thing. And just stir it a little bit. Just push it a little bit this way with your thumb. That's it. Just shove it. That's it. Get it over there. That's a little bit further, if you will, Just push it a little bit more. I mean, that's what these angels are here for, right? They're here to help us, to minister for us. I mean, so praise God, we release the angels in those situations. Not just talking to demons all the time. You've got angels around you all the time, praise God. And most of them are standing there going, and they're saying, we're all going to die. And they say, well, we don't want to bring that into effect, for God's sake. We don't want to help with that thing. Well, I'm just so scared I can't do nothing. Well, we can't do nothing there, praise God. Because they respond to the words of your mouth and the declarations of you, praise God. So in the name of Jesus, notice we have power and authority. And here it says that Jesus is the head and we are the body. Now, how many know the feet belong to the body? And here it says that basically he has put all things underneath his feet, which is below the body, which is below the head, but all things are under the feet. So everything in this world, everything that comes against you, everything that's trying to get into your life that is not of God, basically you have authority in the name of Jesus over everything there because you have also, look at chapter 2, verse 6, and he has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places. Say heavenly places. Okay, so we've got the head, which is Jesus. We've got the body. We've got the feet. And underneath it, we've got all principality, all power, anything that come against you. Now, notice the key here is you have to stay in alignment with the head. How many have ever gotten out of line? What happened? The body got out of line with their head, so what do you do? You go to a chiropractor. When you get out of line, the Holy Ghost chiropractor will let you know that you're out of line and wants to bring you into line. What keeps you in line with the head and with the body and with everything else, the Bible says faith. Okay, then what disconnects me or throws me out of joint? Fear. See, fear fear is an enemy. And until you realize that, you're going to have a long life. Because it's tough. Fear. Anytime you're afraid of anything, you're out of alignment with the head and the name of Jesus isn't going to work for you because you're not under alignment with God. Are you following me? The whole kingdom of God deals with righteousness. Right standing with God in every single area of your life. Well, fear is not of God. God has not given us a spirit of, but of love, power, and a sound mind. So every time you get afraid of something, you're starting to, your back's getting a little bit out of joint. And the Holy Ghost will come along and say, hey, we don't do that. Praise God. You don't have to do that. Hallelujah. And push it right back in line and readjust it to you. because there's a the head. You are the body, you are the feet, but notice, you have been raised far above all principality, power, might, and dominion, and every name that is named. All right, go to Luke chapter 10. Sometimes what we do spiritually and try to do spiritually, we don't understand that we have a right to do spiritually. That's a good scripture here. You could write this one down, maybe even use it in the next 48 hours. We'll see. Luke chapter 10, look at verse 19. Jesus says, Behold, look, I give you power and authority to tread on. How many know you tread with what part of your body? Feet. Tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And notice this. And something, a few things, maybe, and nothing shall by any means do what? Hurt you. Here he's saying, Hey, I, I, when I raise from the dead, I'm going to give you power. I'm going to give you authority. I'm going to give you my name. And because you've got that name now, you can tread on. Say tread on. Tread Notice, on. don't avoid, run away from, be afraid of. But you tread on serpents and scorpions and demonic entities, all principalities and powers. And it says, Nothing by any means shall ever hurt you. Why? Because you have the name of Jesus, Jesus and you're walking in faith, not in fear. All right, go to Mark 16. All right, Mark 16, now we're talking about the church. Look at verse 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. He that believes not shall be And these signs shall follow them that believe. Now notice what he says. In my name you shall cast out devils. You shall speak with new tongues. If you take up any serpents and if you drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt you. You shall lay hands on the sick in his name, and they shall. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. How many know he did that? And at that time he gave us a name, didn't he? And they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. Praise God. So once again, it's talking about in the name of who? In the name of Jesus. Or he says, in the name of Jesus. Now, in the name of Jesus is just not knowing Jesus and shouting it out That In the name of Jesus means that you are his power of attorney, and you know your position that he's given you. You know your place he's given you. You know your authority he's given you. You know you're not a victim. So you can't, as a victim, say, in Jesus' name. You should grow up into a place where you know who you are. You know the rights that you have. And I'll tell you what, the first time you use it, the second time you use it from this position, there's going to be a resistance to you doing it. I mean, if I've got a million dollars and I go to the bank and I want to withdraw the million dollars and they know who I am and they know it's my account, how many know I won't have any trouble? Now, if I send Latasha and made her my power of attorney and she goes to take it out, how many know that she's going to have to jump through 42,000 hoops? I don't care if she has a power of attorney paper or not. They're going to want to know who she is, where she came from, 42 photo IDs, uh, 32 credit card IDs, everything to make sure that she's the right one. Well, Jesus, how many know if Jesus walks up to the devil and says, go, guess what happens? But now you're not Jesus. You're in his image and likeness. But you are his power of attorney. So you're going to have to prove that you got the papers. Well, I'm Jesus' power of attorney. Are you? Uh How are you? Well, I'm a sinner saved by grace. (laughs) Well, you're not his power of attorney. (laughs) You don't even know who he is, for God's sakes. Well, I'm just weak. I can't do nothing. Well, you ain't his power of attorney. I ain't going to listen to you. So you've got to be in a position where you know who you are and the power of attorney that you have and the name of Jesus that you have that's going to work. It comes from that place of being raised up and seated in heavenly places and knowing you are there with the authority in Jesus' name to run everything off that doesn't belong to you. All right, so this is believers. Say, this is believers." believers. Hallelujah. All right, go to Matthew 16. God, Matthew 16, look at verse 18. Jesus said, and I say also unto you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will rebuild I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. And I will give unto you the what? Keys. Keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now notice, here's a transformation one again. Okay, I gave you the name. Don't ask me to do things that I told you to do with my name to begin with. See, you you can command money to come in, you can speak money to come in, but if prayer is what brought money in, then Bill Gates would be the greatest prayer of all time. Is that right? If that's what does it, praise God, he must be one of the best intercessors I've ever seen in my entire life. He's got a bundle of it. No, you have authority over the finances, the gold, and the wealth that's in this place, and you have a Power to demand things. The Bible says, whatever you ask the Father in Jesus' name, you looked up that word, it's command in Jesus' name. In other words, I'm going to command, praise God, the wealth of the wicked to come to me. I'm going to command for this day. I'm going to command the storm. I'm going to command these things. When something comes against my life, and look, he's given me the keys. So if sickness comes, I'm locking the door. I'm staying in your health land. Oh, here comes a blessing. Open it. Thank you. Come right on in here. See, who's got the keys? I got the keys, see? Here here comes worry and fear. Uh-uh. I can put a bar up and put plywood up over that window as it's coming in here so it doesn't get there. Praise God. It's not gonna get in here anyway, praise God like that. But here comes love and peace and joy. Get that plywood off there. Oh yeah, there it is, see. Because he's given us the keys. But we want him to do it. Oh Lord, keep me peaceful. He can't do it. He can't do it. It's entirely up to you. You're the one that's going to be peaceful. You're the one that's going to speak to the storm. Jesus is not going to come down here and start speaking to it. He's going to speak to it through you who have the power of the attorney to do these things. He is the head. You are the... When something needs to be done, it gets its instruction from the head. See? If I want to turn a page, my head can't do it. Oh, Jesus, please turn my page. I mean, you know, the body's going to have to turn the page. Come on now. If the head the church is so wacky that it wants Jesus to do everything, what could he do? Praise God. He's just bouncing around all over the place, waiting for the body to do something. Praise God. Say, I have the keys, I have the, keys. I have the authority, I have, the keys. I have Jesus' name. I have Jesus. All right, go to Revelation chapter 3. Yeah, it sounds stupid, but that's what we believe. It's all up to God. It's all up to the head. Yeah, good luck with that. All right, Revelation chapter 3, look at verse 7. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that has the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, And no man what? Now we use this scripture and you can interpret it, use it however you want to, but knowing from Revelation a little bit what I know here, it tells you that basically God Himself Look what it says, He has the key of David, He that openeth and no man can shut, and he shutteth if no man openeth. Now Jesus went to the cross, he suffered and died, he had the name of Jesus, and who did he give the keys to? He did. So if he's gonna openeth a door for us, how many know he's gonna have to have hands? He's not going to come down as the head to try to lock the door and as the head try to open the door. Come on, all you when you left home this morning locked your front door, didn't you? When you get back home, what are you going to do, stick it in your forehead and try to get in there? No, you're going to have to use your hands, aren't you, to open the door. So notice, he's talking about the church here. We are the hands that open doors. We're the hands that close doors. We're the hands that do this. We're the hands that do that. We're the hands that do all this stuff. Why? Because we have the authority and the power in Jesus' name to do this stuff, to speak to stuff, and to use that authority. How did we get it? His conquest was my conquest. Hallelujah. When he was raised, I was raised. When he was given authority, I got authority back. More authority than I had if Adam wouldn't have messed up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I got it in three realms. I got it in heaven, earth, and bless God, I got it even under the earth at this time. I've got the name of Jesus. It's way above everything else. Every principality and power is listened to every word that I speak because it's important to them. It either gives them permission or denies them position of things that are going on in their life. All right, go to Matthew chapter 8. Say, Jesus. Jesus. All right, Matthew chapter 8, verse 23. (laughs) And when his disciples were standing on the land in Port St. (laughs) Lucie, behold, there arose a great tempest coming towards them, insomuch that the windows in the house began to shake. But Jesus was sleeping. Thanks a lot, Jesus. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Save us, Lord. We perish. Now, how many know what do you think they believed in this situation? We perish. Here's the church. It's coming. It's going to wipe out my house. I'm going to have nothing left. But in Jesus' name, I command you to go. It's not going to work. See, you can't talk out of a I'm going to die attitude in Jesus' name and have it work for you, basically. So they they thought they were going to go down. But what happened? Verse 26, and he said unto them, why are you, O ye of little? In other words, why did you get out of alignment with what you could have did in this situation? Why did you get into fear and get out of alignment? Where in the heck is your chiropractor? Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost to straighten you out through the word of God and get you back into line. Hallelujah. Then he arose and he rebuked the winds. He prayed to the Father for the winds to go. No, he rebuked the winds and the sea and there was a great oh, calm. In verse 27, the rest of the entire church said, that Treasure Coast Victory Center people. Man, what manner of people is this? Them people are nuts there. They're speaking to storms and seas and everything else and talking to stuff. that I don't know what they're doing. We're not going to that church. It's definitely a cult. On now. You start talking to stuff that people are gonna think you flipped. How you doing? Well, we spoke to the storm, we don't believe it's coming. Well, are you crazy? What's the matter with you? You've been drinking? Why is that? Because this isn't normal thinking, is it? When the boat's going under, it's not normal to stand up and speak to something. It's normal to say, Help! We're going under. As they slowly sink to the bottom of the ship. But notice, you don't have to be afraid of anything, because you've been given a name that is above every other name. And I'm telling you what, at the name of Jesus, every storm, every knee, everything there is will bow, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. All right. Go to Romans chapter 8. I mean, you've got Isaiah 54. We quote it all the time when we don't need it. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. All those who rise up against me shall fall. A storm's coming. Oh, I forgot that verse. That was a good verse when everything was going good. No, it's a good verse now. Yeah. Even the one that says, By nothing by any means shall ever harm you is a very good verse to have right now, praise God. Uh Psalm ninety one, this is a very good verse. All right, where am I going? Did you find Roman eight? All right, go up 2 to Romans 10 then. You'll be pretty close. All right, Romans chapter 10, look at verse 6. But the righteousness or the right standing or being in alignment with the head, which is by faith, speaks on this wise. Say not in your heart, who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from the dead, or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring Christ up again from the dead, but what does it say? What does the right standing, stand in alignment with God through faith in the word of God in the name of Jesus do? What does it say? It says the word is nigh thee. It's in my, and it's in my heart. And that is the word of faith which we Now notice, here. where's our deliverance at? Is it from asking Jesus to come down, suffer and die again and help? Is it having suffer and die and come up again because he didn't do enough when he was down there? No, your victory and everything you deal with is, is based on the word of God being in your heart and in your heart. Now how many know it's in your heart to be in there meditated on it and see stuff you can't see in the natural? But how many know it's in your mouth to speak yes. out of your mouth? So in your heart and in your mouth. So where's my healing? It's in my heart and in my Where's my financial boom? It's in my heart, it's in my mouth. Where's my victory in the storm? It's in my and it's in my It's not up to him. It's in our heart and it's in our mouth. So, no weapon formed against me shall ever prosper, and every tongue that rises up against me shall be condemned, praise God. And what am I going to do? I'm going to praise him for it. I'm going to thank you for it. I thank you, praise God, that this storm has turned and been gone, praise God. Don't have to deal with it all. We just give you praise and glory and honor for it. Now, how many know, if you want to get faith in the midst of a storm, the weather channel should not be your main pick. I swear to God, if the thing would have dissipated they'd have still warned us getting rain from the fallout. It doesn't matter what's going on, good or bad, it is the worst news you can possibly get. I told her the other night I found somebody, I can only know what channel was on, some lady dressed in a yellow dress who was giving the weather, who was giving actually good news with it. I was mystified. She said, it's turning, and we may get a little bit of wind and rain, but everything's fine, we're doing a lot better, we're... And then I turn on the weather channel, and it's turning, but bless God, you're still going to get it. I'm telling you, you're going to lose your houses and your cars and your boats and everything else. That's just the way you're going to lose it. I don't care where it goes, praise God. Why is that? Because they need their ratings up, and they know fear will attract ratings. But listening to them, unless you're strong in faith, you're wasting your time, because they're not going to help you at all. Like Chrissy said, she was up north, and every time her her daughter or son-in-law brought it up, she said, I don't want to hear anything about the storm. I just want to be on vacation up here with you guys. I don't want to hear it. watch TV. I don't want to do anything. Sometimes you're better off. I mean, you know, this thing's been going on for quite some time now. I mean, sometimes I think we did stop the storm and we're moving it, but the devil's still getting a laugh from sitting there a while and scaring everybody for another couple days, see? So don't be fearful this morning or any time of your life because you have a name available to you that's above every other name. And when you speak that name, knowing your position in the name of Jesus, whatever is there has got to go. You can walk away from it and praise God for it because praise God, you know that you know that you know that that name is more powerful than anything else that you're gonna run into. It's not just a, a tag at the end of a prayer. It's not just something we throw out there as Christian people people, we know why we use the name of Jesus. We know the conquest behind that thing. I'll tell you what, the devil knows why you use the name of Jesus. You can say anything you want to say to news reporters or anything else, but you say Jesus, you made a boo-boo. See? The devil knows he's afraid of that. He doesn't want to hear that name. He's embarrassed at that name. He knows what happened. It said he spoiled principalities and powers and made a show of them openly. You know what that means? In the old days, they used to capture a kingdom or a king and they put him in a chariot and drive him around town so everybody could laugh at him and throw stuff at him. And, and that's what Jesus did. He just didn't beat him. He must have drugged him around a little bit and let everybody see the Ain't <laughs> that cool? Drug him around, the demons are going, Ugh! the angels are going, wow. And the saints are going, woo <laughs> Praise God, went around and enjoyed his victory. Well, that same victory belongs to us this morning, praise God. The enemy's dead and defeated. We've got the name of Jesus. We're going to live in righteousness, peace, and joy. We're going to keep speaking of that thing, and we're going to sing in the middle of the storm, praise God. And when fear starts to come, we're going to sing louder and louder. Hallelujah. All right, praise God. Jump up this morning. If anybody would like a copy of these notes, they're up here. Alright, just lift your hands and thank Him. I know you've all already spoken to the storm. You've already moved the storm. You've already... Hallelujah. I'm still believing for a northern turn yet to get away from that Bahamas. Praise God. I want our brothers and sisters there who love the Lord Jesus Christ to be set free and delivered from this stuff. Praise God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, we just once again command you to stop and go north right now in your tracks in the name of Jesus. Right now, you flee right now out into the ocean all the way around. You're not going to North Carolina. You're not going to South Carolina. You're not going to Georgia. You're not going to Northern Florida. You are getting out of here once and for all in the name of Jesus. Father, and we thank you for the authority in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the Holy Ghost. We thank you for your word, and we thank you that you've made us people of authority. And we will use that authority on everything that comes into our life. It tries to come in in Jesus' name. I speak to a spirit of fear in his place this morning. I just come against thoughts that have been plaguing you, thoughts that have been coming up, thoughts of negativity, thoughts of things bad that are going to happen in the name of Jesus. I command you, spirit of fear, to leave everyone in this building in Jesus' name. I break you off their life right now in Jesus' name. Cast you down and tell you to go. Praise God. And I thank you, Holy Ghost, rise up on the inside. Bring the remembrance of the scriptures. Bring the remembrance of everything they've learned up to this point, Father. And we thank you for it and give you praise for it. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Okay, praise God. Have a great week. Thank you for listening. For more from Treasure Coast Victory Center, visit us at myTCBC.com.